Hi, everybody. Welcome back to the Creek Adventures podcast. I am Trevor Rogers, joined as always by my friends, Mr. Chris Queen and Dalton Wortham. We are back after a week off and we've actually got some fishing in. So excited to talk about uh, this is just a, a spring fishing episode uh, as we talk about what's coming up here in the next few weeks as the temperatures rise and get warm. So excited for one of the best times of year to get out on the river, stream, pond, lake, whatever, and chase your favorite species. As always, the Creek Adventures podcast is presented by Lone Bison Fly Tying Tables. Uh, find their products at LoneBisonFlyTables.com, premium quality functional art, and also the Creek Adventures podcast is a proud supporter of Oklahoma River Warriors. Make sure you go check them out on Facebook and continue to support their mission. So, gentlemen. I like, I like the proud supporters. I think we've been saying big supporters and the proud supporters of the Oklahoma River Warriors sounds cool. We sound fancy. Well, thanks. Look sound, at that. Yeah, we're fancy. Sound professional. That was neat. <laughs> that, that that's my line <laughs> so so no guest tonight um kind of kind of actually fun to um uh to just kind of bs with us and talk about some fishing and uh um uh, we had to uh, uh push off our recording with mr philip pearsall to next week uh from p2 custom fly rods uh because i did a little bit of traveling for work um and it does not involve, I do not have a fly rod um, in my possession. And it's uh, it's a sad kind of deal. I hate that, man. I've, yeah. The same with, you know, I've been, I, I was in Florida. I basically became a Florida man resident permanent for like a month. And I didn't bring my fly rod down there once. And it sucks. <laughs> it's not fun. Yeah. I, uh, although, you know, I'm, I'm sitting out, I, I don't know where I'm at. There's a canal here, right? I'm close to a big lake and there's some sort of canal. A great lake, I'm, if you will. There's, there's a great, there's a great lake over here. Chris, and where are you at, man? I'm, I'm in Chicago. Um, from my window on the 26th floor um, of the Hyatt Regency Hotel, very nice, by the way, I can see the top of the Sears Tower if I look up or kind of across and or if I look down there is some sort of like green canal and I, I don't think it's left over St. Patty's Day green I think it like just kind of lives green um <laughs> I bet you it's a little left over St. Patty's Day it's don't get me wrong I, that water's dirty but it's it's a little leftover fecal matter um <laughs> uh, I don't I don't know but um that's poop then, ladies and gentlemen but of course you know uh, I'm going to call us out. So we get on our Zoom calls and it's usually, you know, the three of us together for a little bit before we start pressing record or welcome the guest. Um, and and we admittedly use up some of our best content before we hit record. Um, and uh, and so Dalton, I'm, I'm showing these guys, um, you know, like a like a little girl with a selfie stick uh, out out the window here. And and Dalton's like, I've heard there's good carp in there. <laughs> I've seen some giant carp come off of um it's spinning rods but it's literally like like fisty cuffs with carp i mean close quarters and dipping just a, a carp ball or whatever you want to call it down and just uh basically dropping it on their heads and i've seen some big ones come out of there on youtube on the tube on your mm -hmm. tube yeah it's i'm uh, surprised not... anything lives in that river 
It's, I mean, it's gross. Carp's surviving everything, man. Is this connected to the lake, to the Great Lakes, do you know? I would assume. Or is it just a separate canal? I don't, I don't actually know the answer. I don't know if it's connected to any of the other lakes, but I'm sure it either flows into Lake Michigan or flows out of Lake Michigan. I, I, I don't know. Okay, so I'm, I'm geographically challenged. Is, it, is this a big one I'm near called Lake Michigan? Yes, you're on Lake Michigan. Woohoo! It's cold. I can tell you that. Yeah, like, I believe that. Like 30 degrees and 20 mile an hour winds uh, coming off the lake, and uh, um, my ears tend to, to, uh, to catch wind. And they get cold. Did you fly into Midway or O'Hare? O'Hare. Okay. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so you fly out. The flight path is out over the lake, and then a steep banking left turn. Where if you look out your left window, you just see you know waves, and and then you come back inland. Um, I don't know what I don't know. I don't know how many miles that is. And then land, and then you know, and then get a eighty dollar Uber back to the hotel. Yeah, dude, O'Hare is way out in the middle of nowhere. Um, I th- that's usually where I fly into um, anytime I fly in Chicago, um, and I don't think I've ever. I think I've connected at Midway before. Um, mm. I know Midway is the one that like has a lot of trouble because of the wind. Um, like flights get delayed out of out of Midway all the time but at least with Midway you're like right there basically in the city you're a lot closer okay O'Hare's cool though because I always feel like I I send this to my to to my wife all the time she her favorite movie in the world I shit you not is Home Alone Um, it is it is (laughs) like she could she, she could watch it any time of year and you know the the scene where everybody's rushing to the airport and um like it's all decorated at christmas uh i I always send you know pictures to her every time every time i fly through she's like it's home alone my ears perked up and i was hoping that sarah and i were going to share interest in my favorite chicago-based movie can you guess um the untouchables never heard of it what you've never heard of the untouchables <laughs> which one's that kevin Costner, Sean Connery. it's about uh uh who uh who else is it robert de niro plays al capone uh, i never heard of it oh dude i'll it check is, that one out it's a classic <laughs> it's uh that's where the line you know sean connery he put 20 years in the hospital you put one of his in the morgue that's the chicago way like that is one <laughs> of the best lines <laughs> I got to check that one out, but no, the Blues Brothers. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, okay. So I've uh, I so last time I was there, we went into Chicago for a photo shoot. I was actually there for um, a race weekend. Um, this was actually a little south of Chicago, a place called the Autobahn Ranch, which is essentially just a private country club, but instead of a golf course in the middle of it, it's a racetrack, um, and so uh it was right in smack dab in between joliet and chicago and we actually stayed in joliet uh so the the prison um from the Mm -hmm. blues brothers uh it is is right there so uh got to go drive i mean you drive right by it through town uh it's creepy (laughs) it's really creepy (laughs) 
um, yeah. Uh, okay. So, so fishing, um, the three of us got out uh, a couple weeks ago and did an upper, upper, upper Illinois river float. Um, where, where do we float from? Peavine to Edmondson? Yes. That, okay. So, you know, four-ish miles, a little over four miles. Um, we did not start later in the day because uh, we, we had some uh, um, at-home commitments to get back to. And, and Trevor, I mean, you got your, your two and a half hour drive. Trevor had at-home commitments. <laughs> no, we all, we all did. We just let you take the fall. Well, that's good. Uh, but but was it was it two and a half hours to the river for you from Norman? You know the I'm gonna get myself in trouble. The map says it's a salt is three hours. It is three okay. hours on the dot to the Edmondson Bridge um, from my house. I have learned I can make it in about two hours fifteen, but Ooh. solid two two thirty. That's um, ridiculous. <laughs> I mean, there's all like. I, I genuinely like, I, I don't, I, for one, I think the estimate is really wrong. Um, where I really make up the time, because I don't speed that much on the highway. Um, I, I set the cruise a solid like eight miles an hour over the speed limit. So I'm in that kind of gray area, you know, that I think I'm, I'm good. 75 really means like 82, mm-hmm. um, you know, mm-hmm. so I, I generally there, I did accidentally hit, you know, buzz a hundred in the Subaru, um, but that's because I wasn't paying attention and I was really fired up and I just, my foot was on the gas and I just looked down. And I was like, oh my God, I'm going hundred miles an hour. There's nobody out there Led Zeppelin. blaring some Led Zeppelin. <laughs> There's nobody out there. And, and uh, to any of our listeners that might be highway patrol, um, yeah. I mean, Please you, need give, a, you need a tag badge. Give me okay. a yeah, exactly. Give me a heads up if you're going to be out there patrolling on Sunday mornings when there's nobody else out on the highway. Uh, well, I have like seen that Simpsons that Simpsons episode where Homer goes by the cops going you know stupid fast and they say let's get him. He's like whoa 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 somebody going that fast has somewhere important to be. <laughs> 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 so like get it. your river quiver and just. Hall, but everyone will get it exactly everyone will know everyone will they're, totally they're heading to the spot they're not doing anything nefarious no if, if, if the trooper is a is a cool enough guy to to not give you a a ticket then he's going to know that you what that river quiver on the top means no exactly exactly so, so i uh it's usually i think where the estimation and where I'm probably going to get myself in trouble is not necessarily I-40 East. It is when I take the highway up to Muskogee over Fort Gibson and into Tahlequah. That's where I think it's really easy to like forget, oh yeah, I was doing 80 miles an hour and now I'm in a highway that suddenly slows down to 35. Mm -hmm. Uh, So my personal, my personal favorite, because I actually drove a, you know, was up in similar territory again this past weekend and going to the lower Illinois um, and going to the, like the 10 killer dam, you go through Gore and uh, go mm. a little bit past the Muskogee exit. <laughs> every, every time this guy is a straight up homie. And I hope I'm not going to get anyone in trouble by talking about this, but like this has to be so, so common that you come off the highway, people fly through 
and then I'll realize it, like, it the 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 speed limit drastically drops. There's like one cop always stationed at like the Sonic right there in Gore, and most of the time I've never seen anybody actually in the car. But mm-hmm. one time, uh, he I thought he tagged me for sure. He flipped his lights on, and I slammed the brakes and slowed down. He never pulled out. He turned the lights right back on. <laughs> He's like, dude, it's cold. I'm not getting out of this car, but you better slow down. That's basically it. I think it's like, I think it's totally common. It's like, there's nobody out here. Um, yeah. You're coming into town. Um, of course, like it's, it's a drastic change. So I I would like to just shout out to the fine people of Gore, Gore PD. Hey, Thank you, you know, for the not fact that it's in. not... The fact that it's not a uh, like a, one of those speed trap towns that uh, you know gets most of their annual revenue from speeding tickets because they made a weird sign, you know. Uh, Rush Springs, good. Oklahoma. <laughs> uh, not naming names. Silence. Shots Springs, fired. Mm-hmm. <laughs> let me let me decrease the the speed limit from sixty five to thirty five as you're going down a hill. I, in Salem Springs, Oklahoma. So I've lived in Norman my whole life, and I actually grew up in this small little community just on the far east side of Norman um, called Hall Park, and it was a township. It was kind of its own. It had its own private police department, fire department, water, um, and that's it. You know, like we didn't even have a 7-Eleven in our neighborhood. We didn't have anything, no schools. Like we we're this little township within the town. Um, I need to like do some history as to why that actually happened. Um, something tells me I'm sure it's probably a very racist history. So, um, <laughs> like, I don't, I don't really know why you would do it's, that. But it's probably it's probably more so like I own you know the biggest farm around the most land and and had to do some sort of government thing like that to uh, to keep power. So somebody well, it it, it did have a, it had a golf course. I did I do know that. Okay. Oh, and a dog pound, um, and a water tower, and that's all you need, right? That was it. We were we were made in the shade, man. And then it eventually got absorbed into Norman. But before that, like our our Hall Park, our fine individual at the Hall Park Police Department was just the worst. Um, I mean, camped out every day in town and just pegged everybody that he could and i say in the middle of town our one street into the neighborhood mm-hmm. he would just camp there and you could count on it every day he had somebody pulled over every day somebody pulled over just all day tickets nobody really liked him very much okay so going going back to our yeah we derailed flow. there i derailed <laughs> yeah. i'm sorry yeah. we floated it never happened the upper illinois after a fresh rain um not enough to dingy it up it was still pretty yeah. water but it the flows were good um we, we kind of had a pep talk yeah it was good it was good kinda. honestly honestly it was like perfect it was just dingy enough mm-hmm. yeah, it was slightly stained and it was rising normally normally rising on the rise that turns them on a little bit mm-hmm. so that was good yeah, but, we, it, but uh, it, it was already up probably a foot above normal uh so go ahead, sorry. It was rising. It was about a foot above normal, slightly stained. Yeah, so, so we had a we had a pep talk, and we were like, "Look, this ain't gonna be a numbers day. We're nah. gonna throw some big flies. Yep. And if we see a fish, it's gonna be a good fish. And yep. 
that's what we did. We caught a couple good fish. Yeah, man, those are those are two of the nicest fish that I can remember. I don't I don't remember pulling anything. Dalton, especially like the one that that you pulled out, I don't remember. That was my anything. that's my PB so far. I mean, yeah, it, it wasn't the, it was a fourteen inch, but Jesus, it was a football. Yeah, that that fish probably uh-huh. what five six years old. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know how old it was. It was it was over fourteen D, but I mean maybe like you know if you stretched him, he was over fifteen. But but he was a yeah. freaking football dude. I mean he he was he was he, he was beefy. got the feedback on. Um, well, I wonder if it was a female. Um, I kind of wonder. I'm if, not going to make disparaging. We shouldn't assume remarks about we the, <laughs> we the body habitus of a smallmouth bass and its gender. Well, and also don't you know don't want to be like, are you pregnant, ma'am? Yeah, we shouldn't body face. shame these this this species of fish. But I wondered I like, if it was a pregnant like female because it was a it was a she was a mm-hmm. she was thick. My girl was thick. Like yeah, solid three C's. Two thick. C's. Yeah, two C's. Okay, two C's. Yeah, two C's. So we, so we, we started out. <laughs> I gotta bring you guys back in. So we started out <laughs> early because of the because of the uh, um, life commitments. So it was. I mean, it was still probably forty degrees when we started. Right. It was. It I was don't pretty, know, man. Mm-hmm. No, it wasn't. It wasn't bad. I wasn't cold. Um, I, I yeah. The biggest thing there was no wind at the boat ramp, so that we was were the like, biggest thing. "Yeah, we sat there for ten minutes contemplating waiters, no waiters." <laughs> yeah. yeah, we nutted up, no waiters, no I waiters, mean, and I'm I'm so glad we did. I think we would have been miserable in waiters because it did get warm by the end of the day. Yeah, it was yes. it was warm. Like I took my hoodie off. Um, I, I I was definitely sweating a little bit by the end of the day. That water was cold though. But my, my your feet dried off in like 10, 15 minutes. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you, you stay, you, your feet stay pretty dry in the raft. And I mean, I don't think we got out of the raft but a couple times, uh, you know, because we had the time commitment. We didn't really stop and, and wait any water. Uh, and it was, it was moving. It did better. It did better floating. And, you know, we back row to slow things down and we get kind of eddy up and, and try to, you know, really work through some deeper pools. But, but we, so... So on your fish, and we were we were fishing sinking lines. Uh, your fish came from the deep on a uh, black deceiver type, single deceiver type, uh, but good size pushing water fly, right? Yeah, it was a, a chartreuse and black deceiver with a little bit of just uh, flashaboo coming up the top sides um, yeah. on that that sinking line. Um, and just ride it. We were in some slack water because the, the currents were a little challenging fishing those sinking tips because it just felt like it was just, it would just immediately blow your fly. I mean, you're, you would cast downstream at a 45. Um, or if you were just going straight to the bank, I mean, that current would just take your line and just send your fly straight downstream. Well, you'd, so, you'd have to do, you know, a couple really quick upstream mends, which is not, easy to do on a fast mm-hmm. line you know no so, um, and uh we, we found that slack water and i pulled him right off the front of a uh, a root ball um and it, and just, it was a real subtle take it was just like it got the line got heavy and all of a sudden i was like this is either a tree or fish so i screamed in excitement and it ended up being a fish and trevor got hit uh twice in that area i mean i got hit immediately I, I was getting my phone out 
to try to get a video of Dalton bringing the fish in. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't paying attention in the same thing. My, my rod just went straight over and I, I just didn't, didn't because <laughs> worried about the video. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I was in dad mode, um, proud dad mode. And, <laughs> uh, uh, I wasn't paying attention and, and I didn't get a good strip set. Although I really felt like when I, when I brought it in, I, I got a couple of good, um, good strips and that fish still spit it out. Um, so that was yep. that was the closest that I got all day. Yeah. So, and and interesting enough, we had uh, two different sink tips out there, um, and, and they were they're they're progressive, you know. So I think uh, one of them was a, a intermediate running line, and then a two inch per second, and then a three inch per second, um, and then Dalton, the one you were casting was a uh, uh, five, right? It was a intermediate three five i think or maybe a two three five um so it really got down quick uh, which if when you're in the current you needed to get down quick mm-hmm. um and uh you know i tied up uh um a couple of those uh um swinging d's but instead of deer hair head it had the uh, uh, the surface seducer double barrel bass bug popper foam head uh, i love that one that Turn, turned around as a slider 310 jelly razzle dazzle 310 jelly razzle dazzle you're gonna you got you need to like i don't know if you if if you set it on on the air does that count as a copyright or trademark do you have to mail it to yourself to intellectual property i need to I, I, yeah. I, it, it is intellectual property i i need to figure out what the 310 jelly razzle dazzle actually is yellow chenille um, <laughs> so uh what was i what was i getting at i'm sorry um oh so but i so i tied uh had a few of those had some had some white ones had some dark ones um and uh, i love the way the fly uh looks in the water and on the five inch with that current the five inch per second sink tip it would pull it down and do that kind of reverse jigging uh, Dave Whitlock method. It looks so good. Yeah, um, I'm excited. I'm excited to fish that technique again and and more um, adequate yeah. conditions because it looked deadly. Yeah, a little but bit think, slower river. I think that thing's. Well, I was going to say that's exactly those things. I think I'm thinking in the summer uh, we got a little slower water. Um, then I think that three inch per second with that fly will will get it down and get some really good action so i'm excited to uh, i'm excited to try both but uh uh but then you know so we we dalton caught his big fish he got on the he got on the oars let me fish for a little bit and so in the world of hey uh you know he's throwing the five inch per second sink tip and uh uh uh, you're saying chartreuse and black that was black and chartreuse. I mean, your fly was mostly black. That was a dark fly. It, it's chartreuse with a black head that extended over the entire chartreuse body. That was a dark yeah. fly. I probably lost then, it. I probably you probably let me fish fish it at some point, and I lost it. So you'll never be able. To you lost it. my PB. You did lose it. Smallmouth fly um, fishing on a sink tip line in like two foot of murky frog water. <laughs> how, that's how so, I do. What, what what did I lose? Yeah my pb smallmouth fly that was that, that i was gonna mount it 
It was a deceiver. Oh, yeah. So seriously, that I really did lose that flight. Yeah, you did. Yeah. Oh shit! And sorry. like it, the, the was hilarious joking. thing, if I remember correctly, with Dalton was like, "Better not lose my fly." And like two casts later, sure. I had a shadow box plan for it and everything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, great. Um, well, we just got to get you on bigger fish. There are there are bigger fish there. There are much bigger but, fish. Oh but, yeah. You know your the colors on that fish. And I mean, it had great cheek stripes and just a just a chunky dude. Um, cheeks. But then, huh? Did you say cheeks? Cheek stripes, cheek stripes, yeah. dude. I love, I love when they got that that horizontal stripe war paint going and really, really sticking out. Big old cheeks, cheek can stripes. You, you, can you see that fly, Chris? That's not the one you threw. That's the exact one. No, it's not. Yeah, it is. Okay, Trevor's got video. Sorry, listeners, you can't see any of this argument. <laughs> let's, let's, let's go to the replay. Listen, listeners, yeah, what, look at that. What's your look at that? <laughs> that's it listeners what's your what's your let me let me uh, uh describe what we're seeing here on the video is a um black deceiver fly <laughs> in a fish's mouth with a little bit of chartreuse no that's that's, <laughs> a, like that's three a, strands of black bucktail on that's pretty fly. that's a pretty yellow fly i was uh, okay so so then i you you wrote us down down the, the river a bit yeah man uh, um, you hooked up just trolling well that's i wasn't trolling right. but but i think so we got in a spot and so i was in the back of the raft and uh there was a really sexy looking spot on the banks with a deep drop off that that you're kind of pointing you know working trevor towards and and so i was i said you know what i'm gonna cast out across the river and uh, to be to be fair i'm just kind of just casting for casting having fun and there must have been i don't i mean i don't think we we're in more than four foot of water uh, and there must have just been a depression there um and and i had a you know a, a white and chartreuse bait, fi bait fish pattern um you know just a sparkly ep crap like i like and and uh he hammered it flat hammered it and uh and because of i don't know he, he fought like a white bass which was weird because i mean we, we were you know a little ways up he yeah, you, like i remember bass. you saying that hey it's a white bass i i thought it was a white bass and then and it was a uh, a very light yellow um smally i don't think it was you know like neosho because it had it had more stripes but uh probably some version of hybrid but um but yeah i got some white flashes in there and just the, just where he was i thought it was i thought it was a white bass um but it, that was a um a, a chunky little fish and so that was mm -hmm. But it, it must have been, I mean, I don't know, maybe they were just out in the middle, which doesn't make sense, but, um, you know, prowling for, for whatever, but, uh, uh, or I just happened to, because uh, I mean, I was actively stripping this fly in, um, just, you know, went over a, a one foot depression that was enough of a, uh, a depth change that for, for a fish to, to hang in for a little bit. And so. Um, I've yet to really get a pinpoint on what I think smallmouth are doing because, and, and I just think that across the day, like that, that was the reality in, and, and also like, you know, we got off the river really right when we should have been fishing. Um, you know, yeah. like that's, that's, that's the time of day that we really should have been, you know, getting out and maybe we would have found a few more, but I, I think about, you know, like the summer and, you know, fishing, you know, those hundred degree days 
and you're like, okay, maybe they're in these deep shadowy pools, you know, trying to stay cool. And there's mm-hmm. the amount of times like Dalton's like, I'm going to go walk over here and just throw right into this, in this little, uh, this little seam, you know, that looks like trout water. And then sure enough, he pulls like, you know, six or seven out. And then you get in here today where we're like, all right, let's hit, you know, make sure we're hitting, you know, North banks and West banks, you know, anything that's got a, a good amount of sun on it. Um, but with, you know, well, and exactly what you're saying though, is, is like we said, Hey, we need, we need to be on rocks. Uh-huh. You know, rocks are going to hold warmth. So we started really early in the day. I mean, you're mm-hmm. right. That should have been an afternoon float. Um, if, if, but we fish when life says we can, says we can fish, you know, uh, but we fish when the wife says we can fish. <laughs> is that what I said? What, wife, life. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So we're going to get out when we can get out. Right. Uh, you know, best case scenario, I think that should have been a, a start at noon day, you know, and that's, mm-hmm. that's okay. Um, or even later, but, um, but, you know, we're, so we, so we start out, we know it's cold. We know the water's still cold. Like you said, sun exposure, let's aim for rocks, you know, and then, and it is sunny, but the, the water's slightly stained. So do you go for, uh, you know, light fly, bright sky, light fly, or do you do slightly stained? You need to start throwing in some, some darker colors. Do you also throw, a, you know, a, a fast bait pattern that you're stripping to try to entice a bite? Or do you throw like a go, a, slow. a go slow and get it? Or do you throw like a craw that tries to get down on the bottom and go real slow? man i don't crap shoot man i know well and then and then you know uh the ones you hooked into well you hooked into a, to a couple i think but right there together you know that you hooked into and, and dalton's fish came off wood yeah so no both no, both both my takes were right off of wood yeah that was a muddy bank with with uh with uh with wood not no rocks so it's like well okay, that's exactly backwards and uh um, so I don't, you know, I think the way to learn the sections of river the best we can, and then know that you could easily be 180 from what it is, is just more time on the river, right? Time on the water. Sure. And, I, uh, and we can have theories, but that's part of, that's part of the fun, fun part of fishing and fly fishing is, I mean, if it was easy and you said, Hey, there's next here, throw this right there. And you didn't have an equation to put together, you know? I mean, that's part of the challenge. It's still a blast. I mean, that's the, that's the first time that I've, I've really, you know, I've, I've been skunked and just still had one of the most fun days out on the water that I've had in a while. Mm -hmm. Um, Maybe it's just because I haven't really got out and fished as much um, and, and fished the way that I like to fish. Um, But yeah, I mean, it was, it was still a blast of a day. Um, So much fun just trying to, trying to figure it all out. And I I hope that like what the listeners are trying to like take away from this, because you look out and uh, the rose buds or the, excuse me, the red buds. um, (laughs) Sorry. I got uh, called out for my horticulture this week. All of my citizen Kane fans uh, to uh, like all the red buds are are starting to bloom and the crepe myrtles uh, and uh, uh, what's the the other one? Bradford pears. God, the ass of the tree world. Um, no, it's, we're waiting. We're waiting for the dogwoods to, to bloom, but but yours truly took pictures of uh, of Bradford pears blooming and uh, uh, getting fired up, and then I got called out. Like, dude, those are those are not dogwoods. I'm like, oh shit. Well, well no, flowers, no, no, they're, the flowers they're, are white. 
but Bradford pairs, I mean, that's it's it's in we're in that time, like the signs are pointing in that direction. And so, you know, everybody's wanting to get out. And then, you know, we're gonna get into like this past weekend. Um, and in my experience, trying to chase both sand bass and smallmouth, and it's still finicky. Um, and I, I hope that's kind of what the listeners kind of take away is like you're not crazy, like things things are starting to to shift that direction. And it really is kind of any day still very early on for smallmouth. Um, you know, I, I, I did get to catch up with, uh, Donovan Clary this weekend and, you know, he, he knows that river really, really well. And, uh, kind of was talking about like, he's, he still thinks he's a month, he's really a month out before he's, you know, getting into full smallmouth mode. Um, it's not to say that it's not going to happen. And it's it not, just feels like it's in slow motion. It's man. just in slow yeah. motion. And I've, like, I've been out in my front yard cheering on my sweet gums. Yeah. Just bloom, bloom. Just, like, I don't even care. I don't even care but, that they drop the most spiky, annoying balls that sound like, you know, ball bearings when you mow over them. Yeah. I, I need blooms on the trees, man. Yeah. No, we're in that. It, we're, it's like we're suspended in, in mm-hmm. kind of this, this weird, weird we're paradox. In a, we're in a transition. I mean, but now the, and there have been good smallmouth caught the past several months. Oh, sure. But, but it's the, you know, one, two, three, four fish for a full day. Good fish, not uh, uh, not the numbers. I mean, you know, uh, so. Anyway, so I'm- to that point, in that time, everybody that's got everything on the mind right now is the bass are going to start betting for sure um small small mouth i'm sure on the river are going to get more and more active as it heats up but sand bass is on the mind for everybody right Mm. and you know even you know this past weekend got got totally skunked chasing sand bass and it's that same thing it's almost like identical circumstance to what happened with us the week before when we went out and floated for small mouth warm temperatures on the rise and then bam rain and massive cold front coming through totally dropping the temperature and the same thing happened this past week uh so it's almost impossible to nail down as to you know when this thing is really going to start just need and and then this week too another cold front coming through um we are way way behind uh on on like the the sand bass run and you know but but are we because i mean i feel like we're always all fired up early like early march we start getting fired up but it's really like mid-april every year when it gets good yeah i guess am i wrong in that no no I mean, no I, I i don't think you're wrong i it because I, I remember a couple of years ago like like right that first weekend of april we got hammered with like a snowstorm remember that it was like an ice ice and snowstorm like that <laughs> first weekend it was wild i i, I went up to uh hallett for a, a, another race up there and uh it was like 12 degrees when we got there it was cold cold um so so you said something a second ago and and i'm gonna admit my ignorance and or uh just this is not something that i have seen on smallmouth but i've not seen smallmouth beds on the illinois river I know there are there, but I've I have not myself with my own eye holes 
seen a smallmouth bed, um, and and to me they're so precious. I, I would not want to cast to to a a, a smallmouth on the bed, uh, you know, guarding a bed. Uh, and so, but I I can't say that I've actually seen one. Um, I will say that if we get out and fish, and I feel like we're in that range, you know, in that mode. Um, you know, that I, I, I guess my, my statement would be to, to, to a listener to, you know, uh, if you're floating, stop, throw an anchor down, you know, land your fish, throw an anchor down and release, don't release that fish, you know, a hundred yards down river. I mean, let them, you know, let them, let them get back to that bed as quick as you can. Mm -hmm. Don't, don't fight them too long. I mean, really, you know, use heavy enough gear, heavy enough tippet. Mm -hmm. uh to to get that fish in quick so they're not exhausted get them right back to that bed quick um i would tell you not to not to fish them at all you know fish fish to uh to you know bass guarding a bed at all but um but i've i've not actually seen one myself you know sorry I've, there's my conservationist I've, rant but i've, I've kind of wondered if we've run into but the, the, it's to me it's the i don't i think it was the wrong time of year um I don't know where they're at if they're in those kind of really shallow pockets because I've pulled in Dalton, you, you and I have both pulled some fish out of some really strange spots, kind mm -hmm. of like, like center river um, right there. Like where there's a nice little, like trough that runs through, but gets real shallow. I remember one time, Chris with you, I don't remember if it was Trevor or Forrest or who was on the, in the other seat of the boat but we ran into that weird spot where we there was a group yeah i was there we, we, we pulled, you, was it you on the yeah because yeah, remember and, we, we mean, pulled off for lunch on the bank yeah. and you waited over yeah. and you you've hit like seven like six or seven yeah they were just all grouped up and it it looked looked down on the surface and it looked somewhat like beds I don't know if that was spawning little, or not i'm, I'm, I'm ignorant like you, but it was like so, may yeah. late in the year it was like july or yeah. august yeah, no, that was, dude, that was, that was, uh, later in the summer. Um, cause I mean, cause you waited out there. Um, so mm -hmm. my, my guess is that water was, was well above the, you know, upper fifties mark where, where they normally, uh, where I think they normally start spawning. But I think you, I think you just, you caught them in a, um, there was moving water there, but you were, you caught, you were catching them coming up from a deep ledge you're casting into a deeper pool and then I think I think you're coming up a ledge and back towards where you had waited out and I mean you you slayed them I would I personally had no yeah it was just a casting. weird scenario where you could look and see and you they were kind of surrounded I mean they mm -hmm. were they were clearly visible but it was it was weird but yeah we should let's oh have, I didn't uh, know you could see let's the have fish. Josh let's have Josh back on and let's yeah I, I want like talk about smallmouth spawning I want Dude, some scientific up. breakdown because I I actually I found a spot, Dalton, that reminded me a lot of that spot that you hit. Mm -hmm. um, it was right after um, I got off the river at the rendezvous last year, um, and I was waiting on uh, the car to come back down and pick me up, and it was right at Peyton's place um, where the rendezvous was, and people the day before were catching some fish out there. But the water was not anything impressive. It was it was real trouty, <laughs> like it was a is a nice little seam, 
Um, mm-hmm. But it was it was at most shin deep water, um, this real shallow little run. And Dalton, same thing, kind of slightly coming up a ridge, um, right? Coming up just a ledge, just a tiny bit. Back to back to back, I pulled like six fish. Um, and none of them, and all of them real, real small and that kind of that same size, that six, seven inch type mm. fish like you were pulling out um, that one day. So I, I don't know. I, I, I really don't know. Because to me, it doesn't make a ton of sense, especially that time of year. Well, maybe like with the rendezvous being in October, I could kind of understand it. This is the thing that I just really don't understand with smallmouth across the board is, is their adjustment to temperature. Because my instinct, especially fishing that time of year, is you know fish go real deep. Um, it, it, especially later in the day, it's, it's real, real hot. And so they're trying to find that oxygen, but maybe it's just because that water is relatively cool all year round. Anyway, it's, it's different. So I had heard somebody, um, say last year, and I, I, I honestly, I don't remember who it was, um, but they were seeing more fish in ripples, um, than, than they're used to even during those hotter, hotter spots. And, and, you know, your, your, your ripples are going to have your, uh, and your runs are going to have the oxygenated water. And so maybe it wasn't oxygen play. Uh, maybe it was, maybe there were some, you know, there's, it's fun part. You can always see the, or you can't always see, there might be a, a boulder down there. That's enough of a current break that, uh, and then enough food coming down through the water. But uh, that's the fun it, of fishing in rivers, man. Mm-hmm. Cause it's yeah. not, it's, it's, you are, you do look for the same things that you look on a lake. You, you, you're looking for ledges, rocks, you know, and, and then downed trees. You're looking for that cover, but at the same time, now you got to take into, you know, seams, riffles, eddies, all of that stuff too. Yeah. So Dalton, two things, two, two targets for you, Dalton, if you'll, if you want to line, work on lining some folks up. Uh, next week we're recording with uh, Mr. Pearsall, um, and uh, I, I think we're probably get a, a good 20-30 minutes about custom fly rods and how they're made with him. And you know, I, and I want to know everything from you know how do you epoxy a, a you know a, a butt section on to uh, you know best, best way to do thread wraps, whatever. You guys want to learn learn some of that? It'd be fun fun for me. Um, but that following week. Um, Either jo- we need we need to see if Josh Johnson's available, uh, ODWC uh, uh, Northeast Super Supervisor of Fisheries Fisheries Supervisor, um, uh, or your um, Jared from yeah. GRDA. And even if there's not a ruling on, uh, I think there's a lot that that, that we could uh, the list- we could learn. The listeners could learn from him. But in, even if there's not a ruling or decision on the the whole public access um, uh, on the Upper Illinois. I'd, I'd like to just kind of learn and learn more about the the reasons behind that and some of the conversations, whatever he's able to share. So, yeah. I, so to, to elaborate on that, um, listeners, I work at Grand River Dam Authority, um, and must say that none of my opinions on this podcast represent the Grand River Dam Authority as a legal statement. Um, say say but, it faster, so it sounds like uh, like <laughs> right, legit speed, disclosure. Speed talking. Yeah. Oh no, but it, it's a cool job because I have the privilege of you know being close to the river um, for work sometimes and and establishing relationships with people that 
you know, directly work with the river. So Mr. Jared Skaggs, we've, we've talked, he's the director of parks and outdoor um, for GRDA. And most of you have probably seen in the news um, about the um, commercial access um, and public access battle uh, on the upper Illinois River. Um, there was a little bit of um, rule changes um, this year with the float operators being told they would not be able to use them, the, the public areas for commercial gain, which is um, a straight across the board rule on all of ODWC's um, public um, access points. None of them can be used for, for commercial gain. So um, there are still conversations ongoing um, there is, like Chris said, there's not a final ruling yet, but hopefully something soon before the float season picks up. Everybody know that's that's about to kick off here. Um, Memorial Day is kind of the starting point of that. So uh, there should be something in place by then. But yes, Jared has expressed he does want to come on the podcast. Um, it's cleared with our corporate communications team. So nice. we can we can share with the, you know, a main audience of that river what exactly is going on with it and how we're going to move forward and, and make it a better place to for everybody to share yeah that dude that'd be awesome and you know i, I have my opinions on it and i don't know anything about it right so um uh, to me i think the the argument is the float operators take up a lot of space uh and the public access points getting their their rafts kayaks all that down there um for their customers um but it does block up access for other people at times um but you know then we have um guides right and and so i hate to lump guides in who um you know don't have the same overhead that a float operator has that to, to make those relationships for private access um you know and, and that's i mean so hopefully hopefully they come up with a good solution and where it doesn't hurt the little guys trying to limit the big guys. And so um, I know they've had public comment periods and, and uh, a lot of um, opinions. Uh, and so I'd be, I'd be curious to, and, and he's got other stuff going on that we need to learn from him as well. So. Oh yeah. Very, very interesting dude, man. Jared, Jared's a good dude. And uh, he's, he's going to be a fun guest. I'm, I'm excited. I've been, I've been sending, you know, little emails here and there like, Hey, uh, you want to come on the podcast? Hey, uh, so ah. he, he knows, right. uh, he knows he's got a spot waiting for him. Good, good. We'll get, get one of those guys lined up and then, uh, um, and then we're going to, we're either going to take another week off. We'll do a couple episodes and take another week off. Or if you guys want to get on a record without me, I'm okay with that. Um, cause I have my old man, uh, trip to the white river uh here in a couple weeks or a few weeks and uh, uh yeah, tell us wanna... about that yeah i don't think I... You, have you told the old man trip itinerary <laughs> on the podcast yet? <laughs> no no um yeah let me talk about that trevor don't let me forget i want to get back to um you fishing this uh this last couple weekends though it was very uneventful but sure <laughs> well no but you got to fish with some some good dudes and definitely definitely and great people chris monroe and and uh uh, so, but yeah, so the old, the old man trip, man, 
so I've been going to the, to the White River with this guy, this group. Um, it's got to be 11, 12 years now, maybe 10 years, somewhere in there, uh, 10, 11 years. And, and this is, this is a, a group of guys. Um, I think a couple of you probably heard me mention uh, Don Preby. Uh, is a really good friend of mine. Um, uh, Don is not quite uh, retirement age yet, but he's close. He's a, he's a couple of years away. Um, and, uh, and then several people that, you know, a couple of people from the hospital we worked at together, um, one, one of which retired, you know, like a couple of years after we started going. So he's, he was re- retirement age. And then um, the rest of the group, and this is usually eight to 12 people total. Um, we go twice a year with this group. The rest of the group are from the OSU Master Gardener program. And admittedly, I don't know a lot about that. That it, actually sounds like a hoot. I'm not being facetious. I, I would love to pick their brains. Oh, they you get them talking uh, seeds and spores and things that grow and how you clip such and such there. I mean, they, they can go off and, and drop some horticulture knowledge. Hopefully none of them saw my, my Bradford pear versus dog. <laughs> not, not that, not that they had any expectations of me getting something. I correct. just, I just tilled um, up my garden on Sunday. So I, I need some of their knowledge. I, I'm, I'm waiting a week. I'm waiting till this cold front comes through and then I'm going to, I'm going to put everything. Well, the only reason I did is because I actually got my rototiller started. So I I had to, uh, (laughs) I fought it and put a, you know, gallon of starter fluid and was just funneling gas down the carb and finally got it to fire off. It was a free rototiller. So, um, the smoke for like, but you know, the safety guy, safety guy and me, I, you know, I started rototilling with my Birkenstocks on. And so I said, this isn't safe. So I just kicked him off and did it barefooted. Even better. That's we got four toe Dalton. Four toe Dalton. <laughs> uh, I mow barefoot all the time. Seriously? Seriously. I don't know why. I just, my feet oh. are so freaking calloused and rough, man. It's exactly no. what our listeners want to hear is about the, the, the state of my feet, I'm sure. Anyway, sorry, Chris, go on. No, I go, I go back to, um, you know, maybe I, I listened to my mother. So, so mom, if you're listening, you're not, but I listen to you. Um, and so I, I, I don't mow barefoot. I definitely don't weed eat barefoot. That's just stupid. Uh, they said I was smart. <laughs> do you weed eat barefoot? Hell yeah, I do. Oh, that's stupid. Um, but I also won't ride a bicycle barefoot because one of my mom's friends, and I, I'm pretty sure I was a uh, a ring ring bear i almost said a paul bear a ring bear Oof. in her wedding ring bearer ring bear ring, ring bear. bear okay uh in her wedding well she was missing a pinky toe because he got caught in a bicycle chain Ooh. when she was younger or something like that like that has stuck with me um so i just don't because i always had the you know the bmx bikes with the spiky you know pegs and it oh, would yeah, yeah. murder your feet right um so okay so old old man trip old man um so these are good dudes um they get up and like a couple of them get up and like walk their five miles in the morning rain or shine um they they jack with the damn thermostat all night long (laughs) 
um, you know, you got to, we, we started, you know, taking big box fans into the, into the room. And we're staying, we stay at Whitehall um, and uh, nice boats, decent little cabins. Uh, and we take box fans in there because, you know, inevitably the toilets flushing all night because they're, they're up four times a night peeing, jacking with a damn thermostat when they get up. So you're sweating or you're freezing. And, uh, <laughs> you know, we usually, we usually eat good. Uh, we eat really well. Um, but you got to be cautious of the sides because uh, they, they tend to, to move towards the high fiber, <laughs> mm. high fiber bean salad type uh, stuff. But, uh, uh, but no, so it's usually, it's usually Don and I in a boat. Uh, uh, our, our pharmacist friend uh, from that hospital will go, will go with us, Todd, at times. We'll gather other people. Uh, periodically rotate it's usually almost always Don and I in a boat and uh, for the first several years um, you know I drug power bait power bait with a little torn off piece of uh, cooked shrimp on the tip of it there and uh, and we catch a crap ton of stalker uh, stalker rainbow occasionally pick up a brown um, and float and and Don and I take a really big cooler on the boat um, and we flat put a hurting on it the first day and it's we usually go really early um we'll get up about three in the morning and start driving to try and get a full day fishing that first day and uh it's it's like i don't know it's like maybe a teenager that hadn't got to party or i liken it to you know army guys we, we've been on some sort of uh mission or whatever and then and then you get a chance to drink and and so you really like you hook it up hardcore on the first day and there, there's been times i didn't fell out of the boat and i was driving the boat <laughs> i mean i, I i've had uh, we had one of our buddies uh, he used to run the uh, the dietary um set up at the hospital that he like shook my leg real quick and woke me up because i guess i was starting to fall out of the damn boat off the side leaning pretty hardcore and i was i was the dude driving the boat was this whiskey chris no, that's a fat tire, Chris. Fat tire, <laughs> or uh, when they uh, um, uh, we couldn't get them this year, but uh, we could get uh, Sam Adams Oktoberfest in cans uh, mm. for a few years there mm. uh, for the fall trip, and that's uh, so good. It's one of my favorite beers, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It uh, those those two will put a whooping on it. I gotta tell you what though, uh, and it's a little early in the season, and I don't know. I don't think this is a man card thing, but I am pretty fired up on that ranch water. Like, yeah, like, solid like I like, I like my cold beer, but uh, when it gets like stupid hot on the raft, I'm looking forward to, to some of those ranch waters, little, little refreshing, still five or 6% uh, alcohol. Um, you know, so, so they've got, you know, um, they're still worth drinking, I should say. Um, I'm kind of I'm excited about some ranch waters. I love it, man. I'm all yeah. about. I I love all that stuff. I'm I'm down with the seltzers. Um, I oh. I can I can hardly drink beer anymore. I love beer. I'm oh, I love beer. I I can't do beer anymore. I'm, I'm it's either ranch water or I'm gonna ask how you guys feel about maybe like some Pinot Grigio on the on the raft or. I, Ooh, like you, are we you gonna can, have a little you tour can, de Franzia? <laughs> oh all right i can't i can't go there i can't go there with you dude i like the <laughs> fact that some of the ranch waters brands say 
seltzer on it, hard seltzer, like kind of crosses the line with me, but I'm willing to go there. It, they're 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 tasty and they do the job. I don't care anymore. They're very they're very very tasty. Now, what I didn't do this year, um, is, through the winter, which which um, I've been known to do, is my big flasks of uh, Jack Fire or Winter Jack uh, or uh, yeah or. Uh, um, Crap! What's that? What's the peanut butter whiskey called? Oh, um, um, starts with an S, right? I can't remember. Um, oh shit! Josh Preedmore and David Cooper. Yeah. Brought that stuff on a trip to Missouri. And did they make drinks out of it though, or did they? No, no, they just straight up just um, just pounded it. I've had it actually, Good. like in an old Good. fashioned. Um, okay. I've, I've had, and it was different and fun. Um, so like it, it makes a fun cocktail. I, I cannot do it. I can't really do flavored whiskey across the board. You want to see me get real snobby bourbons mm-hmm. and scotches. I, I will be the biggest snob in the world on that, on that shit. But the, it's not that I have a problem with flavored whiskeys. It's fine. It is what it is. I've taken yeah. as many as too, honestly, way too many fireball shots. And I'm proud to admit um but i i could not do the peanut butter whiskey straight i just can't do it oh dude it's it's dangerous to me like i mean and i like i like you know sipping regular whiskey i i scratch that i'm getting more accustomed to sipping regular whiskey uh but but the peanut butter it it goes down too smooth and it's dangerous like it's i mean like you know you might need to call somebody and and go stay somewhere <laughs> for a little bit type type dangerous um when when i'm saying hey i gotta stop at the liquor store on the way home and and amy's saying you you, you stopped monday i'm like well it's wednesday what's the problem you know i mean it's it's dangerous i didn't go I, yesterday yeah exactly it's, it's been like two days what are you doing now the um uh what was the other thing we tried though uh and it was a beer um that uh woman i work with uh brought me from austin to try it was a it was it, it was like honey or something it was a it was a beer but it was like it was like their honey version was it blood and it honey was, no no you tried it because you spilled it down the front of you because you didn't want to put your lips no, that in was me. That oh was that me. was d that was d okay yeah party pal um, it was good though i got i got it's out of austin um uh Anyway, I'm gonna, you I'm said gonna somebody it. had to ship it to you. She you can't buy it here locally. Yeah, you can't buy it local. She ordered like, um, uh, you know, actually talking to her, her and her husband uh, uh, make me feel better about myself uh, with the quantities that, that they ordered. But uh, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna Google and find out and share with the listeners because I think everybody should order a case or two. It, it's uh, enjoyed at some point this year. So anyway, okay. We have gone way left field into uh, <laughs> old man high fiber alcoholism. So let's let's bring it back to fishing. Uh, so Trevor, you spent the last two weekends. You you fished the last three weekends. You no. burned up. Some, you burned what? some high dollar gas. Did I do last three weekends? No, it's. I think it's only back to back weekends, right? We well, fished with us. Uh huh. And, yeah. and then you fished with. Oh, last did you fish Saturday and Sunday? this last weekend no i just fished sunday 
Okay, dude, you, you fished. So your dad, you sent your dad and your brother on a guided trip. Yeah, they, they yep, they went looking for Sandy's. Um, and then you fished separately with Chris Monroe another day. Yeah, I went, I went with uh, our buddy, Adam Chastain. Um, and so he, he drove up from Texas okay. and we met Monroe for a little bit and uh, okay. fished fish some different spots on the river I'm, I'm excited i'm I'm getting to fish three weeks in a row i'm I'm heading down friday um friday morning i'm gonna go fish the lower mountain fork um and get probably nice. my last last trout trip of the year um and and to, unless i go up to missouri you know next fall or something which hope fingers crossed get to um last last trout trip of the of the year um coming up this weekend hopefully it's not nice. stupid busy down there um, but I digress. Uh, this weekend, yeah, it, it was. Uh, but it will be. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping that we get. I'm hoping that the weather um, kind of keeps some folks away. I'm hoping that with it, us being on the tail end of everybody's spring breaks, that maybe some people stay home. And I'm also hoping, you know, I'm going to go down early Friday morning that I can get down there before the crowds and get some actual fishing in um, on on Friday um, before we head out and hit it again Saturday and Sunday um but last week uh fun time super experimental um hit you know three different bodies of water almost hit four almost walked, you know drove down to the lower um at the end of the day just to know that i could catch a fish but they were generating <laughs> water like it was it, it was totally blown out all weekend um wow. and so started our day at the highway 51 bridge um up uh, on the upper illinois and the water was just moving more rain last week um it was cold it was hard to get anything down i didn't have any sink and tip line um i just had that uh, that tapered uh, monic line um and you know uh, well we talked while you're on the water and and I mean, you tried a, a long leader and a uh you know weighted clouser I did. Uh, I tried to a, a little bit of both. I tried a shorter leader as well to try to, you know, get it to sink a little quicker. Um, and, but then, then you run into the problem of not being able to get it down deep enough. Um, so I, I did a little bit of both. Um, I, I threw some weighted clousers. Um, I threw that. I'm, I'm sad. I lost my little, little pattern that I sent you guys. Um, oh yeah. Yeah. I don't even know what to call that thing, um, but it swam beautifully, uh, and I lost it on like my tenth cast of the day, so <laughs> that was a bummer. And I should have tied some more. Um, so, for, so for clarification, I think I said weighted clousers, and then I teed you up to say weighted clousers. And I don't know that there is a fly that is an unweighted clouser. So I guess, yeah, yeah, exactly. I just, <laughs> I just wanted to, before somebody you know hits up on social media said we were stupid um you know this it's is kind of redundant right yeah we don't have a script here okay uh this golly raw and uncensored and unfiltered. hopefully you guys aren't here to learn anything about fly fishing from us uh, <laughs> that's you know, why we bring in guests yeah right exactly exactly we, we will bring you smart people to listen to yeah if this yeah. is supposed to be education you should not pause now, but you, well, you should, but please don't. Well, I appreciate those that enjoy us rambling. So um, yeah. maybe we're slightly entertaining. I don't know. Uh, yeah, yeah, they, it was, I, th I threw a little bit of everything, man. I, I threw clousers. I threw buggers. I threw circus peanuts. Um, I threw, oh, I threw some craws. I threw 
what was the what was the last thing that I threw? Oh, uh, some leeches and and just just nothing. Um, not I I did you know I I did get a, a heavy take um, out on ten killer. So so we fished we fished like I said I fished three bodies of water. We started at the fifty one bridge. Really cool area. Um, easy access. Um, plenty of cover. Um, I, I imagine, you know, that there's definitely some fish there and some slower water, just really, really hard to fish it right now. And then we went over to the, uh, Wesley bridge. Did I say that right? What, uh, Welling. Welling. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. The, uh, went over to the Welling bridge and on the Barren Fork. And that's actually the first time I've ever fished Barren Fork. And, uh, the water clarity was just gorgeous. Um, the water was not moving as fast. Um, it was still humming. Um, there's one little area when I was just trying to cross the river that I was like, Oh no, got myself in a little trouble. Um, it, but it was, it was not bad, um, weightable and there's some really awesome cover and nice little eddy, um, that I, I thought for sure I'd have a chance of pulling a fish out of, and I just couldn't find them, nothing, no take. And so then we went over to Pettit Bay um, and hit the Pettit Bay boat dock um, on Lake Tenkiller and thought maybe, you know, maybe we'll find some sand bass. But my understanding is that the sand bass, maybe they've moved up a little bit because we've had some warmer temps, but, you know, they're, they're all between 12 and 18 feet deep right now. Like they're still really, really deep water um, yeah. and haven't fully moved in yet into those shallow spots. I have no idea what it was, but I got tagged um right along the rocks um at at Pettit Bay um I, I I know it wasn't a rock I know there was nothing there I, I waded over into that spot and I mean it's got totally tagged and the same thing just not a good hook set or just spit it out or maybe it was a short strike and because I was fishing a clouser I was fishing a chartreuse and white clouser and uh, maybe just hit the tail of it I, I don't know um but wasn't able to land the fish and that was it that was kind of, that was kind of the day. Um, so again, you know, guys, if you're getting out there and you're wondering where the hell are they, you're not crazy. Um, it's just been a little finicky. I, I did see Cody Wan, our buddy Cody, um, out at Call Lake, uh, Caw Dam, called Cocktail Water today. Oh. And, he, and he found the Sandies. Um, I, I don't think he caught them in great numbers, but they're starting to move up there. So um, okay. right, right there on the, uh, that's the Arkansas, right? yeah 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 right there on the arkansas um you know uh and they 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 started to find some fish there so yeah y'all aren't crazy it it, it is just kind of it's going to turn on any day now um and and i think people are going to catch more fish than they know what to do with uh it's just it's just this inconsistent weather um has just really been kind of a damper um thus far so that's it no, I, go ahead sorry i was just gonna say you know that was, that was my experience i I, I'm hoping to get back up there week after next um, and, and go find somewhere. Cause I, I think next week, I think once we get back into some warmer temps, it's going to be on, man. Um, I'm so ready for it. Had a dude from a uh, nice guy from Dallas um, called me. I think he's from Dallas, uh, Texas somewhere uh, either way called and um, was up in this area for, I think for a work deal and, I uh, was wanting to get on some some smallies or something, um, and he went out to um, uh, he fished once or twice um, 
maybe just once, maybe send me a message that he's coming back here pretty quick. Um, but uh, uh, up uh, near the Welling Bridge and then kind of worked his way downstream uh, on river left, so on the east side of the river. Um, and, uh, but it was, it was moving pretty good. He's having a hard time getting anything down deep. Um, I think it was slightly stained. So, so it was a little hard to uh, discern what, what, where the deeper holes were. And, um, you know, um, and so, but he, but he, you know, in, in good uh, fly fisherman fashion, uh, he, he did not have any luck. Um, but he said, he's, but he sent me a message. He's heading back up uh, and going to get a try again. So, uh, you know, the water's falling out. I sent him a couple of pictures from the river app, you know, water's falling out, uh, which normally in a fall is not great, but, but you know, then the, but then the water temperature, uh, according to the watts gauge is, you know, it's coming up, especially uh, during the sunny days. Um, so uh, I, I, I appreciate his excitement and enthusiasm, which is pretty cool. Um, and I, and I'm not a good, uh, I'd never be a good car salesman because I suck at names. I think his name is Ryan, but by that it could be Tom. And so, uh, but it was nice to talk to him and, uh, it's hard to, he actually called me from the river and uh, I just didn't get good reception. So I, I didn't hear, get a full report, but, uh, um, but that was, that was kind of fun. I, you know, I love talking fishing midweek. Um, so, so what are we doing soon? So, so next weekend I'm going camping or this coming weekend, I'm going camping with the family down near Robert's cave. Um, super fired up with that, getting the girls out. Um, they will fish with me for about 10 or 15 minutes. And then, <laughs> and, and, and I just know that it's fine. Uh, I was actually, I was mapping that place out. And so Lake Wayne Wallace is there and I don't, I'm not going to get on the main lake, but there is a bridge. Um, and so this is not, not where they stock trout. That's over the deep fork area. Um, and I, I thought for a second, it's like, Oh, I should go throw an egg and a bobber and catch a trout, but I'm not going to, um, but there is, uh, there's a lake, one of the lakes there's called Lake Wayne Wallace, and there is a creek, uh, Forche Maline or something like that, um, uh, coming into that, that um, right as it turns to a creek on the east side, there's a, a road, a bridge, it looks like there's riprap underneath it, and so at some point this weekend, I'm going to go try to fish under and around that bridge and kind of hit that riprap. Um, I don't know there'll be sand bass per se, but there could be, I mean, they sh there should be. Um, there might be some crappie up in that, up in that riprap and as up into the narrows moving, in, moving into the river. And uh, it doesn't look like the river is super deep or the creek is super deep. At least I can see structure on the map uh, and ledges and whatnot, but uh, might try to work that for a little bit. Um, so, I'm, so I'm super excited to, to, to fish with the family. I'm scratch that. Super excited to camp with the family, <laughs> and right, uh, and uh, you know, and uh, so we're gonna have fun doing that. I'm gonna take some gear, um, and I, I think at a minimum, my my brother and I'll go throw some flies at something. But that looks like a fun little promising place to fish. Um, I'm assuming from a satellite image, I can get down to it. I mean. I might be hopping some barbed wire fences, but I'll, I'll come back and tell you about my experiences. And then the, the weekend after that, um, Aaron and I are going, um, 
to, and I don't, I think you guys both had invites and, and weren't available. Um, and if that yeah, changes, I scored, then... uh, I scored turnpike tickets, so I will be at Kane's ballroom that weekend. Oh, with the, turn, the, with the, the turnpike troubadours, the, the eighth, mm-hmm. yeah, uh, I'll be I there wish, on the ninth. I wish I'm not there on things. the first night, which would be just absolutely insane, you know. Um, but and they're the second night, so hopefully they save some magic. That's awesome. I'm jealous of both. I wish I'm. I got my nephew's birthday that weekend, so yeah, we've got uh, we've, we've got some. Family. Looking a little further out, we've got some exciting local um, gatherings happening um, yeah, re- in hey, our real, area. Real quick, I was going to tell, tell you about the Aaron and I deal. We're going to go camp and explore the Upper Mountain Fork first. Hopefully, then hopefully the weather cooperates for that because oh, I think if somebody pours out a cup of spots. water, yeah, we've got we've got a float planned, um, but I think the that upper section, man, if if somebody pours a cup of water in the in the river it uh, it rises five feet yeah and mm-hmm. so um you know if it uh, if it's blown out you know our plan was if it's blown out then then maybe try to explore the glover but um there's there's a chance and, and they they're, they're different watersheds but there's a chance that the glover's blown out as well uh and so then we might you know have to resort to uh uh trout in the lower section or just it might just be us. I mean, we're only gonna be there for a couple of days. It might just be a um, do what we can and scouting mission for access points. You know, uh, if if that's even possible, uh, we both got four wheel drive trucks that we don't mind getting into the the funk a little bit. So um, yeah, I say that. And hey, guys, uh, I got to get a new truck. Uh, <laughs> okay, it got stolen on the Glover. <laughs> Man, that's no joke. I, I, that's that's my fear of the Glover. Like, I want to, I want to, to learn that river, but I think I want to learn it secondary to the upper because I feel like upper is a little safer. I don't know. I will, we'll see. Who knows what? Who knows what we do that week? But I've got a couple of fun weekends coming up, and uh, and sadly they're not with you guys. So, okay, what were you saying? What do we have coming after after that? So some cool fly fishing community activities not necessarily fishing Mm. but um thursday april 14th at um circle cinema um Mm -hmm. our friend mr jake miller is an heirloom rustic ales is hosting the 2022 fly fishing film tour um that's going to be at the circle cinema on the thursday the 14th tickets are on sale or cheap 15 bucks um yeah so it's him and JP Hewitt from Gadget Company, I think, are going in together on that deal. Yeah. And, uh, Jake's promoting the fire out of it. Um, and I'm, I'm excited. There's going to be food trucks. And, yeah, it's going to be fun. Beer, food uh, trucks, music, um, fishy people. I mean, that's yeah. cool. We, we've, been, we've been waiting for something like that in Tulsa for, for a while. So it's going to be exciting, I think. That's yeah, awesome. Listeners, if you are, are not a Trout Unlimited member yet, um, Aaron is going to be manning a, a, a TU booth at that deal uh, before the before the video starts. Uh, go visit Aaron Fletcher and sign up for Trout Unlimited, and uh, uh, you know just just support the cause. Um, so that that'll be cool. There, I'm excited. I I bought my tickets like the day he made the event 
So, and Amy might even oh, yeah. go on with me. I I convinced my wife. So really, yeah. Okay. Casey's going. It's awesome. Okay. Circle Cinema is good people, by the way. They they do a lot for the film community here in our state. So that's really? the, that's very very exciting that they're hosting that. It's a it's a neat place. It's a neat venue. Um, I'm I'm stoked for you guys. I wish I could make it Sweet up there. Man. Drive up. Yeah, yeah middle of the week can be tough. You guys are going to want to get rid of me this summer. I'm going to be in Tulsa a lot, basically May and June. So come on, Good deal, dude. come on, it'll be up there. All right, guys. Well, uh, um, one more, more, more. Oh, no, no. Okay. Okay. My bad. My bad. He's got an alibi. Yeah. One more announcement that weekend, the 16th, April 16th. If you guys, you know, want to get out on the river, maybe catch some fish, but there's going to be the third annual Illinois river cleanup um up in the watts oh. area yeah um if you're if you're in on the oklahoma river warrior oklahoma river warrior facebook group we've announced it there um as well as in the trout unlimited 420 group but um actually the illinois river watershed um is the one who's hosting and it's going to be at the gypsy camp and canoe um from 1 to 3 p.m. with live music and some barbecue for the volunteers picking up trash. So that's another just, you know, fishing community coming together awesome. and, and doing our waters good. I'm going to well, try to make that. That is, that day is my wife's baby shower and I'm mm-hmm. not obligated to be there. Uh, oh, good I know, I, I've been told I got to be back to collect presents. Okay. So I don't know what that entails and when that entails, but uh, maybe I could sneak up. I'd, I'd love to get up there. Hey, so, so Dalton, you said that's the 16th. Mm-hmm. Okay. So some, somewhere in there in April, and I don't know the date um, because our TU board meeting moved back a week, but somewhere in April is the TU 420 monthly outing. And it's going to be a river cleanup on the lower section. Okay, so, cool. Um, and maybe maybe that's the same thing. Maybe we're saying the same thing. If you're talking about going to Watts and we're just handling the Watts, lower. Oklahoma, as in like over by Asylum Springs, the upper Thank Illinois you. portion. Thank sorry. You. Thank um, you. No, Watts, no, no. That's Oklahoma. So that might be a Watts and Watts, right? It might be a um, Watts, Oklahoma and a Watts uh, parking area on the lower um uh, or maybe maybe consecutive weeks but uh, so they'll do that. that that's always a fun deal you go clean up trash especially on the roads coming in you know where people like to throw their you know whatever plastic cups out the side but that all that stuff eventually makes it down to the water so um you know you go clean up trash for an hour then you go fish for a few hours then you eat some eat some good grub that heath has cooked up and then you go fish for a few more hours and uh then you go home so what's 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 we got a lot wats, we got a lot going on in april man yeah Everybody. things are cranking up wats, 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 wats. yeah okay sorry <laughs> that's not a whiskey trip we're having fun all right so um I, it's been four hour podcast we didn't even have a guest um awesome it's not been four hours it's been a solid hour though right hour and a half ish what you want to talk about we cook anything? I got the. I got one. This is my last thing. I had the satisfaction of pulling some plastic off of some new cork this weekend. Oh, oh you, yeah, you took the two weight out. 
Yeah, my my birthday gift from our buddy Blake. Um, got to take the plastic off the court. Went out to the went home to Marlow this weekend, and yep. you know, hit a hit my childhood grandparents' pond um, that historically we thought all the fish were dead because it's turned over and died multiple times, but it's got a healthy population of bluegill in it. Dude, so, awesome! That's fun, man. It's fun just catching little fish on on that two weight, you know. The, the moonlit, yeah, the Mooner. moonlit, Loon, um, yeah, yeah. That's uh, I. The Chris let me fish that rod earlier in the year. I fished the four weight version of it, mm-hmm. and I want it's fun, man. That's it's one of my. I think, it, I think it's going to be the rod after I get my eleven weight. Didn't you? Didn't you say you wanted an eight weight glass, eight weight lunar at one point? I think we all kind of agreed we wanted one. Yeah, I I'm torn. Um, I mean, you don't have to choose that versus something else, right? That's that's the great thing of the American dream. It's just whether <laughs> or not you want, you know, you just you know put it on a credit card. I do, hey, want, uh, I do want an eight weight. That'd be fun. I think an eight weight glass would be a lot. I think set. I think if I do, if I was doing glass for smallmouth, I want to go and go all the way to an eight uh, instead of a seven, and uh, and I don't have really a, a great solid reason for that, but that's just where my brain is on it. One more, one more thing, alibi, because we're talking about just things coming up, right? So um, you talked about the uh, fly fishing film tour, the river cleanups in April, um, May 13th and 14th. Uh, so it's a Friday, Saturday, May 13th and 14th is um, the smallmouth rendezvous on the, on the upper Illinois Um and uh, so that's going to be a fun deal. Uh, I think it's a lot of fly time. Um, speakers booked out all day. Um, Creek Adventures, we, I will have um, uh, at, a, at a minimum some demo gear uh, available. I'll probably have a little bit of stuff set up in a booth. Um, shoot, might even, it's in, it's in a, a, like a, a, an auditorium or gymnasium type thing. And so I was told that I could actually bring a raft in. So I might have a raft in, uh, in there. So, um, that's going to be, that's gonna be a fun thing on the 13th and 14th. Um, uh, I agreed to, to speak on smallmouth gear, um, and tactics. Uh, so I'll, I'll do one session each day, uh, Friday and Saturday, uh, Ryan Walker from Ozark smallmouth Alliance is coming and, and, and speaking. Um, I think I saw where Larry Clark's coming to speak. Um, and I, I full on drove the bus um, talking to, to the guy that was, uh, had called me about, about that show. And um, he, said, he said he wanted to call Dave because Dave Whitlock has, has spoken there in the past. I said, dude, you need to get Emily. You need to get Emily to do uh, uh, mm-hmm. at least one session for you about getting kids on the water or getting kids fish. I mean, I absolutely. I, I've, I've listened fun. back to that portion of the episode. Um, absolutely love her speaking. And we need to schedule our, our time to go out there and, and visit them at their place and uh, get some hands on with. <laughs> you, can, you, you cannot have her as a girlfriend, Trevor. You can't, if, if you're going to hit on Emily Whitlock, you can't go. <laughs> I just, you I'm just, go. I'm just in love with her a little bit. I, I have such a crush on her. She's, and I, I mean, this like in, in like the most earnest Oh yeah, that's way. She's she's a sweet. Both her and Dave are truly a gem. They they are truly a gem. 
yeah, we need we need to schedule that episode with them and go out and say I mean, they 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 invite us to come out and do an episode in person, and we need to go do that and and take advantage of that. So uh, yeah, super small mouth rendezvous. Um, Jared from GRDA who we were talking about earlier is speaking at that. So if we don't hit him, you know, to get that knowledge, he will be sharing, you know, Illinois River knowledge at the small mouth rendezvous. So he's yeah, he's on the books for it. That's a month and a half away, man. We got you got to get them on the on the podcast before then. But uh, and the last last bit, sorry guys, <clears throat> last bit. Um, looking at the at the calendar, <coughs> I had considered starting our demo days. I was trying to do uh, some monthly demo days, uh, and I, I originally thought I wanted to do them in April, and uh, decided that potentially May first, that Sunday is going to be a good day uh, for the first one. Holy shit. Chris is still alive, everybody. I, we think he has. I think the mob. I think the mob in Chicago, Chicago, just uh, grabbed him. Saw some piano wire in a flash, and he left. <laughs> oh, guys, that's what smog is. Right? I'm blaming. I'm blaming that on smog. Big city. Yes, I, that is what I blame in my garage. After 9 p.m., I also blame the smog. <laughs> yeah, not, I, I don't know that kind of smog. Big, works. big smog problem in the Rogers household. Uh, so, um, shit, what was I saying? Anyway, demo days. Yeah, so um, the plan is to have some demo days. I think May 1st is going to be the first one. Um, talking to the the, uh, the parks guys at, uh, at City of Broken Arrow. Uh, as uh, Jackson Park there at 91st and what is that Garnett um, being um, a, a good site they've got a small pond there and a creek that runs behind it big wide open area and so we're going to go set up a tent set up some tables bring a bunch of gear out for people to try rods lines uh, just all kinds of stuff and, and, and cook up. So I seasoned the, seasoned the new Blackstone uh, this last weekend, got it good in season, throw down some, some hot dogs or burgers or something and just hang out for a few hours. And if somebody wants to come by and, um, and cast fly rod, go fish for a little bit, just BS about gear, whatever it is. Um, try and do those uh, uh, once a month in the uh, uh, in Tulsa area. So uh, kind of excited about that. So potential date for the, first demo days of, of 2022 is going to be May 1st. It's a Sunday. Afternoon. We'll do like uh, three or four hours, probably probably four hours or so in the afternoon, maybe one to five or something. So anyway, there's a early announcement on that. Trevor, I'm done talking. <laughs> that was fun. Uh, wish I could make neat. it up there for the rendezvous. That was neat. Uh, wish I could make it up there for the rendezvous. I'm in Ohio, in the middle of nowhere in Ohio, unfortunately, that weekend. So all right. Yeah, I know. I know this uh, job. Maybe we'll thing. zoom a podcast with you there. Um, I will be there that weekend and exhausted and covered in car gas fumes. So probably not. <laughs> Even better. Even better. Do it. Okay. Um, all right, guys. Creek Adventures podcast is presented by our friends over at Lone Bison Fly Tying Tables. LoneBisonFlyTables.com, premium quality and functional art. Make sure you go over, check out their products. Incredible fly tying tables if you are into that kind of thing. And also the 
uh, Creek Adventures podcast is a proud supporter of Oklahoma River Warriors. Very excited about the cleanup project that's coming up on the weekend of the 16th. Um, that is Easter weekend. And so I hope everybody gets out, has a, has a great and happy holiday then and, and, and puts some goodwill towards keeping the uh, upper Illinois River um, nice and clean for all of our, our fishy friends. So uh, it's been a ton of fun. We're off. Uh, no, we're back next week. We are back next week. Um, mm-hmm. Back next week. Um, excited with our guests. Um, and then we'll be off the following week. Nope. Nope. That's, that's Dalton's going to have somebody lined out. Either we need a Josh or a um, Jared that week. And then we're off because I'm eating high fiber bean salad. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're going to have fun, man. Um, I'm jealous. I'll have a report next week on what's going on down at the Lower Mountain Fork. Hopefully I have better luck yeah. than I had last time. Um, I'm excited to get down and try it again. Taking a bunch of dudes down there that have never fly fished. Uh, so um, it is uh, quote unquote my dadular party. Um, a group a group of my buddies oh. are taking me down there to to celebrate um, my my venture into fatherhood, and uh, they fun, they've never been fly fishing and they want to try it. And so um, we're we're getting out. We're gonna rock and roll, and hopefully we can get them into some fish. So it, it's gonna be it's gonna be a lot of fun. I'm 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 stoked for it. That's be awesome, man. Yeah, I can't wait, man. So, guys, right. this is a blast. Um, can't wait to do it again next week. And as always, uh, make sure you guys are checking out Tulsa Fly Shop. Uh, Chris, did I say that right? Is it Tulsa Dash Fly Shop or no? No, TulsaFlyShop.com. TulsaFlyShop.com or OklahomaFlyShop.com, which is longer. So why would you do that? Or Creek-Adventures.com, which is even longer, and there's a dash. So why would you do that? So Tulsa go look at the shop. website, everybody. Tulsa Chris has got shop. cool stuff up there. Go go look at the website, TulsaFlyShop.com. Check out if you have any suggestions, things that you guys want to hear Creek Adventures talk about uh, or see products on uh, on the website. Uh, you know, Chris can be very easily bribed with peanut butter whiskey, apparently. So yeah. um, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll talk to you guys next week and do it again. Thanks, everybody.